I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the Director of Pages Alive Theater, Lisa Corrado. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm so glad to have you here, and 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 I was excited to to learn about this this new program, relatively new program mm-hmm. that you have going, Pages Alive Theater, uh, located in northern Delaware, about mm-hmm. as far north in Delaware as you can get before <laughs> you cross the Pennsylvania state line. Let's uh, let's uh, go back to the beginnings of Pages Alive Theater. What what was your impetus for for starting this program, and what's your background that sort of led to this? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a home educator, I am always looking for ways to encourage my own children to learn as much as they can. Uh, and being a classical education-minded parent, uh, learning Shakespeare and learning the classic literature, and not just learning it but really internalizing it, was the catalyst for what can I do. And my experience in theater as a child, I think, gave me enough confidence to even consider starting something not just for my own family, but for other families who are like-minded. Um, and so it started out as just let's have a class where students will look at, young students will look at the fairy tales in their original form to learn some of those original moral lessons uh, and the older students to be able to look at heavier classic material and dig it out and, and internalize it. So that's where it started because uh, after reading the book, uh, by Ken Ludwig called um, How to Teach Your Children Shakespeare. Uh, it was really inspiring that you need to move. You need to hear Shakespeare. You need to move with it, internalize it, interact with it. Uh, as a student, I didn't understand Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a turnoff. Mm-hmm. And so to engage our children in a meaningful way and get them active and socialize, it just seemed like a no-brainer to do it this way. Mm-hmm. So you start, you use fairy tales as well as Shakespeare. So what Shakespeare do, do you use? Well, it's interesting. Our last year in spring when we started, uh, I thought, oh, well, kids can't handle the real deal, original script of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. I underestimated them. I bought a script that was heavily edited uh, for children to do as young as you know, grade one and two, you know, Mm -hmm. very early elementary. And that was harder to understand than the real, true, original script. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a learning experience for us. We tried Taming of the Shrew, and it was so hard to follow the ins and outs and intricacies of the plot. So from that time on, we decided, and it was by vote of the children, actually, uh, that summer we did A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. And we started that in June of that year of 2018. And I put it to the kids as a vote. I said, here's a heavily edited version, and here's the true version. Let's read through it, and I want you to decide what you want of your summer. Do you want an easier summer, or do you want a harder summer? And every one of the students who were there chose the harder script, and it worked out beautifully. And now I I aim a little higher for the students. I don't underestimate them anymore because they amaze me. They mm-hmm. amaze everybody who sees them. Interesting. Now, what did that first class look like? That you, know, what what were your your apprehensions? Oh. What were yeah? <laughs> what what were the challenges? What were the obstacles? Uh, Nobody talked. That you contend with. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hard part. I was I went home with probably close to a panic attack. Uh, we had several families there, and in the home education world, you might have a few families with lots of children, mm-hmm. um, and. 
Nobody wanted to interact with each other. They were all nervous and scared, didn't know what to do. We were at the Brandywine 100 Library on Folk Road, and Bernadette Davis is the librarian there that helps us and supports us immensely. She um, allowed us to be there to practice outside. And the children just, they talked to me, but they didn't talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Peer to peer, they were very nervous. So we opened up with some games, some drama games to break the ice. And little by little, they started trusting each other. But I, I was afraid that I had started something that was going to fail tremendously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but by the end of that summer, I was amazed at how close-knit they all became with each other on their own. Um, and they really pulled together. They went through something together. They trusted each other in this unknown world. None of them had ever done anything like this before. Mm-hmm. And it was a success. And they keep coming back. Everyone in that first cast is back again this summer. That's, the that's great. Now, so how many did you have that first time around? I'm pretty sure we had around nine to ten in the cast. Okay. Several students played several parts. Okay. Um, and they were as young as, who was our youngest? I think our youngest was six years old. Okay. And they still memorized a, a fair bit. And um, this year we have over 24 students involved in our cast for Much Ado About Nothing this summer. And, and what's the age range? Our youngest this time around is seven. Um, yeah, our youngest is seven, and our oldest is 15, 16 for this particular uh, cast. But we've had as young as five in our other cast. Now, I, I'm curious, h- how long of a uh, time period uh, do you employ to get this, this, the, the children from, you know, the first time they're exposed to the piece to the time they're ready to don their costumes and and do a performance? Uh, It's pretty tight. It's a tight schedule. Um, We start, like for fall, we'll start mid-September, and we will perform in the very beginning of December, that first week. Uh, And we are adding Barnes & Noble into our community performances. Uh, Last year, uh, we did a Christmas carol, and we all agree that we can improve on that classic very much. So Mm -hmm. that will be what we do this fall. And we already have a date for the Delaware the Concord Pike store of Barnes and Noble. And mm-hmm. we're talking with the Christiana mall. Um, so we're going to revise that uh, with pretty much uh, half the same cast, but that, so September to December is when we do that. Um, and then for our summer, we start, we started getting the, the scripts out to the main principals in May. Uh, and then, so mid May, and then we perform our final performance is August 2nd. Okay. Now you mentioned the youngest was seven. What What's the older end? The oldest is 15 turning 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said there's about 24, 25 yes. uh, yeah, children Yeah, we keep adding year. in students who hear about it and they're excited to do it. And that includes several uh, production assistants who are students running okay. that too. Okay, great. Now how frequently do you convene? We meet every Wednesday from 2 to 4. Uh, and I also schedule additional coaching times with the principals. So... Mm-hmm. For about an hour prior to class, I'm meeting with the Beatrice and the Benedict characters mm-hmm. um, just to coach on how to make wise choices. What do the characters really mean? We don't just, this started very academically. Mm-hmm. It started with a complete mindset to better understand these classics. And then theater became the strategy to do that. Mm-hmm. So theater is secondary to that internal understanding. But now that we're getting into the coaching times and we're getting closer and closer to performance and I'm starting to get more and more <laughs> excited and panicked at the same time, we're coaching more and more 
about the inflection mm-hmm. um, and what is your character inferring from others? What mm-hmm. isn't being said that your character is still understanding? Right. So we're really digging it out. And I'm excited that these kids are able to really meet the material where it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's also character building because when we did Julius Caesar, we talked about, I mean, the boys enjoyed the retractable daggers. And, sure, you know, sure. they had a great time with that. <laughs> but we also talked about, was it right or wrong that there was a plot against Caesar? Did Caesar deserve it? Does that matter that he deserved it? And we talked about just the morality of it. Mm-hmm. And kids seven years old were able to engage in those deep conversations. And that's that's the enthusiasm mm-hmm. that I like to see, but I feed off of it, you know. Right, right. Which is fun. Right. Now, an age range from seven to 15, there's, there are issues of, of uh, physicality. There's issues of uh, uh, reading abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What does a particular... Wednesday session look like? Uh, I'm sure it's quite different at the beginning of the process from the end of the process. Yes, and by having our uh, cast double, um, almost triple in size, that has been a growing pain. It's been mm-hmm. a blessing, but a, but something we've had to manage as well. So we have several parents stay. Um, it's a drop-off class, but we have mm-hmm. several student, uh, several parents stay with the students. They will go over lines with groups of students. So in our Much Ado cast, there is a comedic group, and they are the younger ones. They're skewing younger. So they are with peers. But we never, I am very, having a reluctant reader at home, uh, I am very sensitive to what children bring to the table, Mm -hmm. Mm skill-wise, academically. So we don't have read-throughs where kids will be stumbling and that kind of thing. Um, And we try to have the parents and the students work at home as much as possible in the memorizing. Mm -hmm. And I keep telling them, once it's memorized, it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the work. You have to work first, and then it's fun. Right. But nobody has to stand up in front of anyone and do anything that's uncomfortable. And we have a way for them to communicate, hey, this is uncomfortable. This, you know, mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. really feeling great. Because I want them to come away with a great experience, mm-hmm. growing and challenge yourself. But I want them to look back and remember the good part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's much more to pursue here. I'm I'm really intrigued with the process, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Our guest in the studio today is Lisa Corrado, the founder, actually, of Pages Alive Theater. Um, Now, Lisa, in the process, uh, working with with the the students, how, how do you go about selecting a uh, uh, casting, mm-hmm, if you will, mm-hmm. casting the particular Shakespeare that you're doing. Right. I'm glad you asked because having gone through auditions as a child myself, I auditioned very horribly. I wasn't bad once I practiced, but my auditions were horrible. And I had a horrible, embarrassing experience that I still cringe about mm-hmm. when I think about it. So I never wanted to put children through that. Um, my son is great at memorizing. And when we coach each other, you know, I coach him at home, he can perform with it, it's really amazing, but he's a goofball when, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you first meet him. So I want it to be a fair playing ground in that the shy ones have a fair shot. Mm-hmm. It is fairly age-based because of the capacity of, I know a seven-year-old's going to struggle more with memorizing all the lines of a Benedict than right. a 15-year-old would. Um, height is a big part of it too, um, pairing them up mm-hmm. via height. Mm-hmm. And temperament. Having worked with some of these students last summer, I knew what would be a little easier for some certain girls and certain boys 
Um, so that plays into it, just personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their commitment. Um, there was one student in particular who just really sold themselves to me saying, look, I can handle it. I want to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing them from a past performance, I, it's, you know, you're going out on a limb always, but it's trusting them. And then they learn that, hey, someone's trusting me. Mm-hmm. And even the younger ones, I mean, we're not an agricultural you know, society as much. So kids used to learn on a farm where the whole family's relying on you. Right. you know, your job is integral to our livelihood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those uh, maturity lessons and life lessons have been absorbed into a different lifestyle. And I really feel like those, are, those life lessons are kind of missing. And I have to invent ways to teach my children right. those things. And I really think theater teaches those things. And the youngest student knows, hey, my presence right now, however short it might be, those older kids are relying on me to do my job. Mm-hmm. Our soothsayer was a little seven-year-old, or she turned, did she turn six or seven? She's so young. She um, was our soothsayer, and everybody relied on her to do mm-hmm. her cue and say her line. She learned that the teenagers needed her. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that all the time. Kids don't have that experience. And so those are those little side blessings of doing right. this. Right, right, you know? right. Now, do you do the the full Shakespeare work, or is it an abridged version? It is edited for time. Okay. Uh, it because sometimes they can get to be hours long. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, enjoyable as an audience member, but um, yeah, we usually have. Last year, our show was about fifty minutes. Okay. And this year, to accommodate more characters, uh, it's running about ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's still very abbreviated from the original, but. And we abbrevi- we also edit out some of the things that would be less family friendly right. in the in the plot lines mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now you alluded to this early in the interview, and I, I want to come back to it. Uh, you suggested something about uh, physicality assisting in understanding mm-hmm. uh, the text. Can mm-hmm. you can you speak to that? Sure. Um, well, I'll use Julius Caesar as an example because that had a lot of history to it. Mm-hmm. So we talked about how Shakespeare truncated the timeline of history to fit it into a story. We talked about that place in history. Um, so we talk, uh, that was kind of the foundation of our discussion. But just talking about the motivations of the characters um, and talking about what it meant to be in that time period um, and to be those people in that time period, that the world was different, politics were different, there's a lot of similarities, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of parallels mm-hmm. that we were able to draw out as well, just about power. Oh, Shakespeare's um, quite universal in time it? and space. Yes, yeah. it's wonderful. <laughs> and we were able to show that to the kids, too, that we can go back to a set time and place, learn about that, and then once we get that under our belt, come back to now and say, how does it apply? How do these moral questions apply to us? What is honor? Brutus kept talking about honor, and Cassius said, uh, you know, let me use this to manipulate you, man of honor. And what does honor even mean? Was Mm -hmm. he dishonorable? Was he still honorable? So it's very much a character, um, an idea of learning about character and how are they going to take that and move forward? You know, um, and with Much Ado About Nothing, there's so many parallels about uniting forces and dividing forces. Some characters want to foster relationships. They want to foster peace and love Mm -hmm. um, through marriage. And others just want to rip it apart. And it's boggling 
that there would be such a character out there who's like that. But that is real life. There are bad guys mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And it's a way of saying, who are you choosing to be? And what does that look like? And what does it not look like? Mm-hmm. And even our youngest kids get it. But then the older kids can get it on a deeper level. And and in a day when so many kids were trying to get them off screens or keep them off screens, sports are celebrated. They're in the action. But with theater, if you have a child who's maybe sporty, maybe not, they can still do it. And it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. in the action. They are the action. They're creating the story. Mm-hmm. And that's just what's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, you've, you've been talking about it, but uh, I, I want to focus on it specifically. In addition to, I mean, clearly you're, you're doing a great job at not only helping them to understand the text of Shakespeare, but also the, the lessons uh, that, that Shakespeare addresses. Uh, what are some of the life skills that you see your uh, children learning through this participatory activity? Uh, definitely. I mean, from an academic, it would be just the memorization. We've gotten away from that mm-hmm. in our education system. But that is so foundational to learning anything else in life is being able to memorize things and retain it. Um, That's huge. But also I think it's important for the students to rely on each other and not be so wrapped up in their own self. Mm -hmm. One thing that is wonderful with this, with the casts that I've worked with is no one's a prima donna and they all help each other. And very, in the very beginning, the first two classes I like to take, as icebreaker time, they improv with each other. They pantomime, so those who are quieter by nature or more reserved, all they have to do is be up there and use their face, mm-hmm. use their body. And it helps free them up a little bit, but it, everybody's on the same playing ground. You're not too, you're not, if you're not loud enough, it's okay because mm-hmm. there's no volume. Um, if you're short, it's okay. If you're clumsy, it's okay. Mm-hmm. All of those things are good. Um, but they rely on each other and then when they had to pair up with people they didn't know, uh, if one was struggling with pantomiming, another would kind of egg them on to do something different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that just builds that teamwork. And it also builds an empathy for someone else. So not only the script, but just being shoulder to shoulder with someone. Just We have to learn a dance for much ado, a short mm-hmm. one, but a dance. Mm-hmm. And so some of these kids are being paired up with kids they don't know, and they mm-hmm. have to help each other just doing the dance move. Mm-hmm. simple as it is, but it's a skill that they wouldn't have to do. Sure. And that gets internalized, I think, in a cooperative mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. which is, I think, important. Yeah. Now, we have a few minutes left, so I, I, I want to turn to uh, uh, the production of going on your website, which, by the way, tell our listeners where they can learn more about your program. Sure. It's at pagesalivetheater.wordpress.com. Now, going on the website, I noticed that your productions are, are not just, I, I, I should say, it includes some costuming. Yes. It includes some props. So you must have some people assisting you in this process. It's all the parents. It's me and the parents um, and the students. Uh, several of the students uh, are very wanting to be woodworking. <laughs> mm-hmm. God bless them. Uh, <laughs> and they just want to build swords and they just want to go to town with that. But we just scrounge around our houses and bring stuff in that will work um, and I just buy stuff to use and hopefully use again. And that's what our fundraisers coming up will help hopefully help us with is to create a costume closet we can use year after year um, because right now it's just falling on the parents to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and our backdrops are, uh, I don't want to give away any of our secrets, but <laughs> our backdrops are very economical right now. And that's another thing we hope to 
have bigger and better sets as we move forward too. But um, yeah, it's it's very much just the families pulling together to do it. Now you mentioned Brandywine Hundred Library. Yes. Where are you based now? We are based at our home stage is Church of the Ascension in Claymont, Delaware. They, Janet Middleton uh, of Church of the Ascension, reached out to us. We were looking for a stage for an evening performance last fall. She reached out to us and said, hey, we have a stage. Come use our space. We would love Mm -hmm. to host you. And uh, so gladly I took her up on that, and it's a perfect size for us. It's a small stage that's wonderful for us, a warm environment. Uh, That's where we have our classes as well. Um, So a huge thank you to Janet for Mm -hmm. that. Um, and we used to just practice outside at the library. So mm-hmm. this is an amazing upgrade yeah. for us yeah. and for the students to mm-hmm. practice on a stage mm-hmm. and learn that. Mm-hmm. Now, are your participating students primarily homeschooled uh, youth? During the year, they are because our classes are in the afternoon. Okay. Um, but now that we're growing, we are going to have evening classes being available in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over the summer, we have several children who mm-hmm. are traditionally schooled. Yeah, and it's a great opportunity for for youth, as you said, to 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 engage in activity together yes. and to learn those those social skills and uh, those cooperative skills. Now, in uh, we've got about a minute left. In um, any final comments on on you know what you're most proud of in your achievements to date? Uh, well, I I really just think it's the ability to get out in the community and to perform multiple places. And multiple stages. Um, like I said, we're going to be at the Barnes and Noble at the Concord Pike Barnes and Noble and the Christiana Mall mm-hmm. on July 27th is the Concord Pike. July 28th is the Christiana Mall. And these will be listed on our website as well. Um, and then on the 31st in the afternoon, we will be performing at the Brandywine 100 Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there will be a craft for the kids. We have a masquerade party in the show. So there's going to be a craft for the youngest students. And hopefully Frozen Sunshine, our favorite uh, local truck, ice cream truck will be there. And then um, the Downs Cultural Center at Ingleside Retirement Home is our July 31st nighttime performance. And our last final best show, hopefully, will be August 2nd at Church of the Ascension. Well, Lisa Corrado, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about Pages Alive Theater. Thank you so much for having me.